What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. G'day guys, it is I, Lyle Swithenbank, back with another instalment of the Pelican Scooper, hoop-pool.com presentation. As always, you can find me on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank. Uh, Google Lyle from Hoopball if you uh, can't spell that. Uh, it should come up there somewhere. At Hoopball Pels is the show on Twitter. Always give that a like as well. There's plenty of Pels stuff going on on, on the Twitter page as well. Uh, game 3. Done and dusted. Not bad, if you ask me. Um, yeah, good result. We played San Antonio. It was the uh, the home opener. Uh, so we finally got back into the Smoothie King Center. Uh, the broadcast, obviously hosted by Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels. Um, fantastic, honestly. You know, it, it wasn't a pretty win. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But we got the job done. And I think that's all that matters. You know, we could cut through it all and we say, we did this and we didn't do that and we didn't do this. And, and of course, we're going to get into that today. But overall, the Pels secured a victory. So we're now 2-1 and one on the season. And 1-0, and zero, oh, yeah, 1-0 and none at home, you know. We're, we're doing well. So 98-95, we defeat the Spurs. They were coming off a back-to-back uh, where they had a hard-fought game yesterday against the Raptors, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, and they pulled out 119 to 114 victory. Uh, so we took on a team that really was doing it tough, I guess. They came off that back-to-back, as I said. And the Raptors are never a team that will go to go to softly into the night, I guess. You know, they're going to give you an absolute flogging. And, and, and it looked like they, they did up until the last few possessions, which we saw at the broadcast, um, if you got to watch it. Or um, if you were there, well, you probably didn't see those highlights, but uh, yeah, we saw a little bit of it in the game breaks. Good result. Good result. I mean, we'll break it down today. Uh, We'll talk about everything that happened in the game, um, all of the key takeaways that we had from this, and of course, um, the key performers and the things we need to improve on. You know, I think uh, last episode after game two, um, there was a lot of hype. A lot of hype about, let's trade this guy, let's get rid of this. And, you know, even myself, I bought into it a bit and, and said, look, let's go and get a, a third big man and perhaps like a Dwayne Debman. And I've seen uh, Kylo Quinn also floated out there as well on Twitter. Do I still think we need a third big man? Yeah, I think we do. You know, the rotation um, at the moment is, is Stephen Adams and then Jackson Hayes. And that seems to be the center rotation. Um, you get a tiny bit of Zion at the five, but... It didn't seem to be as prominent as it did against Miami. Uh, A lot more minutes went to the bench today, which was something that um, Stan Van Gundy talked about at the end of the Miami game. So it's good to see that. Uh, He said in the post-game today that uh, there was 70 uh, and change, I think, minutes allocated to the bench. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to play 11 guys in the rotation, go deeper into your bench. It just means that you're using those guys more giving them a bit more run. So, you know, we still only went, uh, I think, eight deep 
and the guys that played were the starting five, the usual five, and then off the bench, JJ, Josh Hart, and Jackson Hayes. And beyond that, um, didn't see anyone else. And you know what? I don't mind that. I think if you've got a tight rotation from the start, I mean, these guys are still trying to get match fit. And I think um, the commentators talked about it perfectly throughout the game. I was saying, well, you can't practice real in-game situations. It doesn't matter if you're doing a five-on-five scrimmage. You guys know each other's tendencies. You play with each other every day. You know each other's plays. And of course, you're not going to go at 100% against one another. It doesn't matter how hard you want to go. You don't want to kill your own teammates. You know, you, you want to make sure everyone gets through the practice uh, healthy. So you can see what Stan's doing. He's burning the starters as hard as he can because they're your best players. You want them on the ground. And it really was quite obvious when they went off that uh, we were in a little bit of trouble, but we'll get to that. So, I mean, if we have a look at the minutes allocation, that's what we'll start with um, because that was a big thing that we were sort of focusing on is, is who was playing. You know, against Miami, we had Melly played seven minutes and we had uh, Jackson Hayes only play three. And perhaps that's a trust thing. I don't know. They've got to, I suppose they've got to earn that trust as well. They're only young guys and they're only new in the league. But today, they all seem to get a bit more of a burn. Uh, the starters still played fairly heavy minutes. Not too bad, but Zion, 38 minutes. Alonzo, 37 Brandon Ingram played 35, Adams played 30, and or nearly 31, and Bledsoe played 28. So I guess average out is about 33 or 34 minutes, um, which I think is about right. But again, we're only the third game into the season, so we don't want to... <laughs> and if you're doing three-hour practices, which allegedly uh, Stan Van Gundy's doing, do you really want to run everyone 38 minutes a night? I'm not sure. And I, I think he's conscious of that. We had Josh Hart, 32 minutes off the bench. JJ Redick, uh, 19, almost 20, and then Jackson Hayes had 17, and that's where we stopped. Uh, I think that's about right. You know, it makes it very difficult to learn a new system, learn a new team, get new players. You know, we added a couple of key pieces, and I'll keep reiterating this because team chemistry is one of those things that you can't quantify, but you can see it out on the court. And when the guys know where each other are, the ball moves easily. There's none of this hero ball. There's no, The ball doesn't stick. There's no silly passes. And as they get more accustomed to playing with each other, you know, Bledsoe's been pretty heavily criticized today. He had a pretty average game. And maybe against Miami was as well. But spoiler alert, he also saved the game with a block at the end. Well, I mean, closed the game out with a block on DeRozan in the dying seconds. Um, so we can be as harsh as we want and we can criticize. And, you know, we can all play... Uh, GM, but you know, Trajan Langdon and, and David Griffin, they know what they're doing and um, they've been around the league long enough to know what they're doing so we can play armchair general manager as much as we want, but at the end of the day we've got to trust what we're uh, what we're putting out on the court and um, you know, we've, we're 2-1 and one now I, I don't know how many seasons we've started 2-1, and one, especially with a a, um, ro- oh, a schedule that um, that we've been dealt to begin the season, you know what do we say in game one or when the schedule came out? That if we went five and five, we'd be, we'd be pretty happy. You know, we've already got two of those. We've already got two of the five. And I don't think we were budgeting on beating the Raptors. I really don't think we were. So we've already stolen one. We nearly, we were competitive against Miami for a lot of the time until we sort of burnt out in that last quarter. And then we won today. We 
a gritty win and, and pulled it out. It wasn't pretty, but we got there. So, uh, before we dive into the key takeaways, um, I'll just dive into the box score. Uh, Zion, 18-11. Uh, he also had five steals and a block, which were nice. He had a three-pointer, which he missed. Uh, four of seven from the free throw line. Uh, he only had one turnover, which was nice. Uh, his percentages, 7 of 22, 31%. So, you know, he did try to force it a bit today, and, and we'll talk about that, um, trying to make stuff happen. And sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, the Spurs were very good at counteracting Zion today. The guy that played very well, uh, Lonzo Ball, 16, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals as well. Um, 7 of 14, and only 1 of 5 from 3, but he recognized that early. So, very aggressive, getting to the basket, making plays, and I love that. You know, he only had two turnovers on the night. Um, he was a plus eight, which you love to see. Um, we want more of that. We want more of point guard Lonzo, creating Lonzo, aggressive Lonzo. That's who we want. Get him in there. Uh, of course, Brandon Ingram, 28 and 11 and six assists. He was dishing them as well tonight. One block, uh, nine of 23, 39%. Um, hit a couple of threes, uh, eight of 10 free throws. Uh, and I love the 10 free throw attempts. That was fantastic, him getting to the line. And that aggressiveness, that's what sets the the good guards from the great guards and the great wings from the good wings. You know, it, it really, uh, you see the cream rise to the top when people are shooting free throws. You'll have a look at James Harden, what he did. Dropped, what, 44 yesterday uh, after an arguable, uh, pretty, or well, an arguably uh, slack preseason. Um you know, and he's going and doing that. And a lot of free throw attempts. DeMar DeRozan, lots of free throw attempts. You know, LeBron, he gets a few. Kawhi Leonard's at the free throw line. Paul George. These guys that live at the free throw line, they're the ones that you go, oh, those guys are the good wings. And if Brandon Ingram's getting 10 a game, well, you're happy with that. You know, from Stephen Adams, we've got eight, nine rebounds, three assists. Uh, he had a block, 57% from the floor. Uh, Eric Bledsoe was admittedly bad. He had seven, uh, two rebounds, no assists. He had a steal and a block. Uh, the block coming right at the end as we talk. Three of 11 and one of five from three. And he could see he was frustrated with himself. You know, you could see it. And, and I think his minutes tonight reflected uh, that he knew he was having a bad night. And I think Stan knew it as well and, and dragged him. So not something that uh, he'll shy away from. And no doubt he's a professional. You know, he's been around the league, what, 10 years? He knows what he's doing. He'll uh, He'll come back. Josh Hart was awesome off the bench. Uh, heart and soul of the team, as I've said time and time again, 12 and 10 rebounds. Uh, 50% from the field. Uh, hit his five free throws, which you love. And, um, yeah, he was good. Very, very good. And his hustle plays are just, oh, love it. He's also the sort of guy that will grab a rebound and just push it. And he'll just go and, and hit a layup at the other end. And he'll catch defenses unset, you know. He'll go flying in, and they're trying to still work out who's picking up who, and he's already laid it in. So I love seeing that. Uh, JJ was bad. He had three points, one rebound, one assist. Um, one of eight from the field, zero of six from three. Not often you see that. Um, yeah, and I know he'd be the first one to say that he had a pretty average game. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll come back. You know, he's been around long enough. Uh, Jackson Hayes, six points, four rebounds. Uh 60, or two of three shots. Hit his two free throws, which is good. It was a minus 15 on the night. 
Now, Jackson Hayes, and I've been critical of him, and I really was in Miami, and you know, I was t- live tweeting throughout the, the game as well, and, and putting my thoughts out there, and it's tough, because he's a young guy, you know, he's played two years of competitive basketball, plus the year, just the rookie year, he looks like an athletic teenager, and that's and that's what he is, I think I saw it on Twitter, and that's um the best way to sum it up, he's still learning the game, you can see his brain ticking on defense, do I... Do I show and, and then roll back? Or how long do I stay up on the on the guard with a double? Or, um, you know, Pirtle got out the back a couple of times against him and just laid it in as easy as could be because he didn't recognize that defensive uh, cue. You know, you, you, you've got to step back. If you've rolled up to help your guard out, you can't then just forget that there's a bloke that's six foot eleven standing in the paint who's just going to lay it in if they get it over your head. You need to be aware that you can't just leave that bloke. It's also tough when you sort of just hover around in the middle of the paint and you're looking left, you're looking right. Oh, do I do I lean in? Do I not? Do I reach? And all those things are things that you just learn in time. And I think Stan Van Gundy's great at developing big men. You know, he, he had Dwight Howard, who admittedly was a much more polished basketballer coming into the league. But similar athleticism, he can learn. You know, he's just he's just got to get the reps in. What do they say? 10,000 hours or something, isn't it? Isn't the, the famous uh, quote, to be to be a master of something, you've got to spend 10,000 hours? Well, what's he at? Maybe like 500 hours? So we'll see what happens. He'll be all right. It'll come together. And, and you know, if we can get another big man to, uh, to settle in, well, I mean, I think that'll take the stress off him and let him develop a little bit more. You know, he's been thrust into the limelight. Last year he was thrown in as well because Favors was out for a bit. So... It'll take time and there'll be teething issues. I think 17 minutes is probably right where it is. Um, if we could have another defender on when he's there, it'd, it'd be even better. But um, yeah, it's difficult to, to have a bloke that clogs the paint but doesn't actually defend. Um, so it'll happen, but it'll just take time. And, you know, we're not going to see him in, in clutch situations. He's, he's just going to be sitting um, cheering everyone on. So he'll get there, but um, yeah. It'll, it'll just take some time. It'll be all right. Have faith. We all have to have faith. Um, so, that was the box score and a little bit of my uh, Jackson Hayes tangent. You know, he's only a young guy. Come on. We'll be all right. We won. So, key takeaways of the game. Uh, we gave up a 14-point lead in the third quarter and it just evaporated. Um, we went on a really good run. We're getting some great turnovers, and, and that's something I'll get to as well. Um, fantastic use of getting out in transition and scoring uh, off a turnover. I was very impressed with that. Now, when the other team goes on a run, and I think they went 23-5 to five at one point, and the ball wasn't going in, instead of launching these threes from 30 feet out or off balance or, or trying to just chip away quickly. Turn it into bite-sized pieces. Look, you, you were, we weren't even down. Like, you know, we're up 14, and all of a sudden it was back to three going into the third. And you're sitting there going, how did that happen? Oh, going into the fourth, pardon me. Uh, how, how does that happen? And the way it happens is that you start getting complacent. You start saying, oh, we're up 14. We're giving the other guys a run. Let's try to run a little bit. We'll do a little bit of hero ball. Oh, no, we've used 22 of the 24 allotted seconds. Better just launch one up. You can't forget that you can't just switch off. The Spurs are never going to go to, go away. They're just a team that has hung around. You've seen them in the playoffs, what, 20 straight years, and they only just missed one. 
uh, purely because we had all this bubble carry on. And, um, you know, how do we know how they would have finished the season? They were very good side. you still got LaMarcus Aldridge. you still got DeMar DeRozan. They're good players. They're all-stars in this league. Well, they have been throughout the journey. You know, these guys know how to win. Rudy Gay had a night. He's been around the league a long time, coming off the bench, dropped 22 or so. These guys know what they're doing. You've got one of the greatest coaches of all time, Greg Popovich, on the other side. He's been down a lot more than a 14-point deficit before. You know, you have a look, as a segue, you have a look at the Dallas uh, Clippers game today, where they lost by 50. Dallas absolutely flogged them 50 points uh, lead at the half, which is just unbelievable. But you think the Clippers are sitting there going, when they're down 20, oh, yeah, let's just let it blow out to 50. No, I don't think they they said that. You know, they probably couldn't stop it. And, and after a while, they're like, oh, we'll give the young blokes a ring uh, a run. But I don't think at any point does a competitor go, oh, well, we'll just write this one off midway through the third quarter. Oh, we've locked it up. I don't think Dallas ever had the mentality of saying, oh, yeah, we've locked this up at 15 points. Let's just switch off. No, they absolutely stomped them. They absolutely stomped them. Which, if we could get a situation where we're going to stomp a team, well, so be it. I'd love to see that next 70 games. Go out and absolutely roll every team that you go out against and have that mindset that that's what you're going to do. So, it's something that we can work on. And, and, you know, that's a young team. We played the bench and we got exploited because of it. Um, Jackson Hayes is going to have to work on filling the paint a bit better. Um, The kind of Pirtle go and drop nine and... 11 or something on us. Um, he's just, he's a big man himself. And, um, you know, we need to make sure that he's not the one beating us. Um, Cause that was a little bit average. Also the, uh, the guard play around the edge in on defense for the most part was good, especially from the starters. But once um, the bench came on, they were hitting threes. They were moving the ball with ease. Um, you know, they, they switched to a zone on defense, which absolutely rattled our guys. I don't know. It was like they'd never seen a zone before. Um, because the lead evaporated. And as soon as the zone defense comes out, well, you need to test it. You need to go and test who's the weak point in that zone. And you prod, and you prod, and you prod, and you move the ball left and right, left and right. And if someone loses half a step on their zone, bang, you're in. You can't just settle for saying, oh, it's a zone, we'll just shoot threes over the top of them. Because the lid was on the basket and it just didn't work. So something we're going to need to work on. Now, I've been a bit hard on the on the guys, um, so let's do some positives. B.I., excellent. Is it, he is a guy, we can see the switch flick in his head and he says it's time to win the game now. And when the shot clock's winding down, I don't know many other guys in the league that I want the ball in their hands than him. You know, there was a point where I think he was like, he got handed the ball with like a second and a half left. And so... Or maybe it was well, six seconds or something. So he dribbled between his legs and Joel Myers is screaming at him over the broadcast saying, shoot it. And uh, he just went up, splashed a three. It was excellent. Uh, the, like I've talked about, the aggressiveness to the basket. Um, I love that from him. Also from Zion, he showed shades of Eric Bledsoe. You know, that was the one guy that didn't really drive to the basket um, who is excellent at it. I thought he would have thrived uh, having all the lanes to be able to drive in and just go and get a foul, but he seemed a bit lackadaisical today. Um, but Lonzo 
doing that, yeah, loved it. Because it not only resulted in either fouls for him or um, a bucket for him, it also allowed him to bring other people into the game. So there was a bit where he dove in, uh, you know, passed it off, Stephen Adams dunks it, things like that. If your big man doesn't even have to cop any contact when he's going in, in, in the paint, well, good, because he's going to last longer in the season. So happy with that. Uh, another good thing, of course, is the hustle from Stephen Adams and also Josh Hart. These guys worked so hard all day, um, whether it was diving on loose balls, going after rebounds, um, on Stephen Adams as well. Uh, awesome that he, uh, when he's there, you can see the offensive player just does not want to score. They go, all right, let's try to go over him. And all of a sudden, they're just like half pushing the ball out from their hip or they're trying to sky hook it or, or carry on, try to float it over his head. And they're not good shots, you know, but people, I think, just get intimidated by the size of him and don't realize how much space he takes up. You know, when he sets a screen and guys run off his, um, run around him, like Lonzo took advantage of it uh, plenty, like absolutely plenty today. Um, he was sitting there just like, what they call it, training shots, you know, when you run off the screen and... Um, and go and, and shoot the ball um, in that mid-range sort of, I, don't know, I guess, 15 to 20 feet out. Um, he just splashed those. That's two points. Yeah, okay, analytics don't like it, and and, and the callers uh, were talking about it flat out. But, you know, one of those things that you can be very, very happy with um, that he was making those shots. So, all in all, not too bad. But so he'll come out of his funk. Uh, people criticizing, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he'll get himself right. No doubt he's um, he's been through uh, worse situations in his career, um, and he'll come good. But I don't think we throw the... Like I think I talked about uh, yesterday or the day before, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It'll be all good. Everything is fine. At the end of the day, we secured the victory um, with a game-saving block from Eric Bledsoe from behind on DeMar Rosen which we love. Uh, so, all in all, pretty good, you know. One thing I did like, and shout out to this man again, is Josh Hart. He said he just wants to help the team win. And I think that um, is something that all the guys should just buy. And I think every person that plays in a team sport, at the end of the day, if you have to sacrifice for the team, well, it's about the greater good, isn't it? So, you love to see that from a young guy. And also, congratulations to him. He got engaged um, to his partner. And good on him, you know? I like to see a bit of that. It's, it's nice. So good on him and uh, all the best to him and his and his partner. And, um, yeah, they can enjoy a life of uh, blissful marriage, hopefully. Um, now, I think we'll start wrapping it up, I think. My final thoughts on the upcoming game. So we next play on the 30th, I think, uh, is next up, perhaps. I think it's, oh, it's 30th my time. It's the 29th over in the US. Um, we take on the Suns. That'll be a good game as well. Um, so that is, I think it is away. So I think we're back out on the road. Yep, we're out to Phoenix uh, to go and take on the Suns. Obviously, they've got Devin Booker, and, and now they've acquired Chris Paul. So they're going to be a tough side as well. But... We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, we get a night off to have a bit of a rest and recovery and then head out to um, head out there for a game. And that's, well, it's 11 a.m. my time, so I guess it's probably like 8 p.m. 
uh, New Orleans time. I don't know. I can't work it out at the top of my head. 14 hours or something. But, guys, I think just before we pack it up, um, obviously, thanks to mybookie.ag. Go and sign up there if you want to do your betting. Um, Go and check out the Fantasy Pass at hoop-ball.com. Uh, and the wager pass. There's a Discord channel now, which is just going off. So I just jump in there and throw a few barbs now and then. And we sort out your fantasy teams and um, chat basketball, whatever you want to talk about on there. Um, jump in there, and, and that's that's free, what included in your um, in your fantasy pass or wager pass, football 360, whatever you signed up to. Uh, you'll get in there, and you'll get all access to the different forums in there. So that's always good fun. Um, and of course, our good friends at Manscaped.com. Uh, go and get a shaver with them. Hootball20 is the code. It'll give you 20% off and free shipping. What do you reckon? We put a pin in it? I reckon. All right, guys. As always, I'm Lyle Swithenbank at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. At HootballPels is the show on Twitter. This is a Pelican Scoop. I'll talk to you on ooh, probably the 30th. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.